Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey there. Hey there. Hey, I was wondering how that movie proposal is going. I haven't listened recently. Oh, it's fan- Well, hey, we just did a World War II film. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. I love that film so much. You, oh, I didn't know you saw it. Yeah. yeah, I love that film. It's a great one. Good. So we should listen to the movie proposal. You should listen to the movie proposal. It was fantastic. Um, and then, uh, and, and speaking of movie proposal, who's also in the movie proposal podcast is... Jason Rugg. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> oh, we got an Italian guy today. Well, yeah, but it didn't sound Italian. It sounded no, more that's... like uh, down from uh, Georgia. It's, it's like that's Brad true. Pitt's. Uh, there you go. Uh, Arrivederci. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we uh, have some exciting things to talk about because I-, I think moving forward in a film is exciting and things are moving forward. In uh, a big way, from my perspective, anyway. Yeah. So, because you want people to see the film. So much. So, so much. Right. I, do you realize I've been working on this film? It started five years ago. Man. Five years ago. And so, two, we had Toma and Flavia on the podcast last week. I first met them in 2017. So, that was three years ago, almost. So since I first met them and we did our pre-production filming, it's been three years. It'll be four in September. Crazy. 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 It's a long time. So here we are on the cusp of, you know, releasing our film and trying to find distribution. And the beginning part of that is entering into film festivals. So it sounds like that should be easy, right? You just take a copy, you mail it in, someone watches it, decides yay or nay, and so you probably send out a thousand copies and just wait to hear back. Well, it has changed dramatically since, like, I no, don't know. I, no, no, that's my pers- what's, I don't think what's it's mail. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You would think that, you, I don't know, I thought that I knew about film festival stuff until I got into having to. Do it, and then I realized I knew nothing. So bring us up to speed. Where just like everything else on this movie, (laughs) (laughs) I thought I knew everything, and I could do this so easily until I realized I can't. (laughs) But you're but you're doing it. I know I am. I just have to learn everything the hard way. I cannot wait for a do over. I really cannot wait for a do over. Boy, there's so many things I would do differently. So anyway, we're in this film festival thing, and thank you. God for sending me David Patterson. I mean, I've mentioned David Patterson before. He is the executive producer now, one of them, of The Girl Who Wore Freedom. But he was um, he wrote and produced The Bridge to Terabithia, Love Ludlow, Don't Stop Believin', Every Man's Journey, which is the um, documentary about the band Journey. And he has just so much more experience in this film festival world. So he's um, overseeing our film festival strategy. And it has been invaluable. I mentioned before his because he's been in all these film festivals, those film festivals waive the fees. And the fees can be significant. And if you're entering a lot of film festivals, those add up quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been a huge gift to us. But This week, I was more thankful for him than ever. So Sunday, I'm sitting at my desk, got back from church, and I'm just working on a document, and all of a sudden, my email just starts blowing up, like just ringing off the hook. And I'm like, what is going on? Thinking I have a virus, you know? (laughs) And so I go check my email, and there are like 45 new emails from Film Freeway. 
Do you know what Film Freeway is? I don't. So Film Freeway is the portal where the majority of film festivals advertise, and they also use it as a submission portal. So it used to be without a box. I don't know what happened to without a box, but it disappeared. And now it's Film Freeway. And Film Freeway is a place where you go and you make your own profile and the profile of your project. And um, you can be found by film festivals. Mm. But more importantly, you as a filmmaker find the festivals that you're interested in submitting to. In Film Freeway alone, there are 7,000 film festivals registered all over the world. So I just thought we signed up for this website. We look around for the ones we know we want to enter, and then we submit and wait and hope. And that is generally how it's done. And when you sign up, they offer you, however, a marketing package. And I thought... Hmm, what's that? And I look at the marketing (laughs) package, and they gave you lots of different options for how you can market your film. And so, you know, they range from $10 a day to, you know, $150 a day uh, for a certain thing. So I decided, well, and I didn't remember I did it. I did it back last year sometime. I signed up for these marketing things, and I forgot all about them. Until I'm trying to figure out what all these emails are about. And all of these emails are invitations from film festivals all over the world in every continent except Antarctica, inviting me to submit to their film festival, giving me fee waivers, as well as significant discounts for others. And I was like, how did they hear about The Girl Who Wore Freedom? And then I remembered. Oh. I, had, I had put out one promotional to go out on March 1st, and it was an email to all 7,000 film festivals in the world um, that are on Film Freeway. And... They see it in their inbox, and they invited me to submit. Some of them gave me a waiver. Some of them didn't. That was just the beginning. We are now over 150 invitations that we have received. However, the most significant and the one I'm most excited about is Michael Moore's Film Festival in Traverse City, Michigan. Michael Moore. And, and maybe we should talk about Michael Moore for a second because people may not know. Yeah, let's do. Why don't some, one of you fill us in? I know, but not as much as you, I'm sure. Well, he, he's a, what we call a documentarian. You documentary could call filmmaker. him that. He's of, <laughs> of, of, a, certain other things. Yeah, of yeah. a certain ilk. He, he's very opinionated. And he's not just a filmmaker. I mean, he's really outspoken. I would made. say he's like an instigator. Like, he's he, he wants to get a rise out of his audience. Well, I think what put him on, well, uh, the map originally was, uh, was it Roger and Me? Was that was oh, called? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where he, like you said, he went to... Somewhere in Michigan was a GM or something like that. Mm-hmm. He went to the the guys in charge for basically plants shut down, and and he wanted to go to the guys at the, at the top and say, you know, why, you know, look how you're affecting your workers and uh, you know people who've been let go and how their families been affected. And so he stalked the guy and ended up at a party and put a mic from a mic in his face and caught him off guard. So I, I forget what kind of filmmaking that's called, but um, that that was relatively new. In mm-hmm. the world of documentaries, and uh, at least made it more popular anyway, he became even more famous with Bowling for Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, which, Super Size Me. No, right? No, no, no. no that's no, no. Morgan Spurlock. Oh, sorry. Spurlock is kind of a funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, kinda... so 
Well, all right. Roger, so the, uh, or Roger and me and Bowling for Combine, they're more like um, political type. Right. Um, but he did. he's done some others. Oh, he's done a bunch. Those yeah, are, he's, uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 was one of the more well-known ones. Uh, Sicko, uh, Where to Invade Next. I remember hearing when that one came out. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, That's a funny title. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, and he's actually, interestingly enough, he's from Flint, Michigan. Yes. Which <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't done one on the Flint water system. Yeah. That's good. I haven't heard anything good about point. that. Yeah. Well, so anyway, he started this film festival in Traverse City, Michigan, which is a beautiful place, beautiful place in Michigan. And it's become a star-studded event. And it's also an Academy Award-winning qualifying festival. Is it a... Like any type films? Or is it just documentaries? No, or? no, no. It's any type films. Okay. And so... To and the interesting thing that I didn't even know about this film festival is that you cannot even submit unless you're invited. Oh, so you have to be invited to submit to even be well, considered. Well, well, so <laughs> I got an invitation Whoa. and a fee waiver. Thank Ooh. you very much. So yes, yeah, that was super exciting. So that film festival is uh, July 28th. It starts, and so I think we'll hear about that. Um, you know, maybe in the first of June. So you have an invitation to submit, submit and then you submit and then they will they say. They review. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do they watch the film? Do yes, you? of okay. course they watch well, the film. Well. The question is, does a 20-something, you know, intern watch the film and right. say, yeah, you should watch this one and pass it up the chain? Right. Or does somebody that really makes a decision watch it from the beginning? I don't know. But all I do know is we have spent some time, you know, thankfully David um, sort of has directed us this way, to look at the Academy Award qualifying film festivals um, and put a document together of the ones that are Academy Award qualifying for documentaries. So we did that and we've targeted those film festivals. And then... Um, you have to be very careful to protect the premiere status of your film. There are some film festivals that will only show it um, if it is a premiere, either a world premiere or a premiere for that country or something like that. Mm. So we've sort of had to plan out how we want that to go and figure you know, which ones matter. Like we don't want to just come to any film festival in the United States and have it be our first world premiere if it – is really not a film festival of any value. So I have a, a daughter who's in high school, and um, when I hear submitting applications and things like that, I think college, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, you hear, you know, and there's fees. You know, it's fe- very similar, right? Okay, that, that was my question. So it sounds like you're there's phases. There's like the the phase of submitting, and then there's the sit and wait, and you hear back. So where like. How far are you into submitting? Well, so we have, and, and you can only submit on certain deadlines. So for a documentary, the, li- the, the life of a documentary in the festival world is about 12 to 18 months. So the festivals run over the course of a year. And you there are windows for when you finish your film, you know, the film festivals will say you can only be eligible for this film festival if you finished your film during this time window. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's different qualifications for why you can or cannot enter. So you enter and you have to do that when the, um, when the submission window is open. And it opens based on when their last film festival closed. So a film festival that closed last week, their submission window isn't open yet. 
and it won't be for a while. They're recovering from the festival, and you know, so we, we have to look at all the film festivals and. There are some very important ones that we are submitting for for this year, and those will start in June. So the first film festival we're waiting to hear back from is the Sheffield Documentary Film Festival in Sheffield, England. And it is during the D-Day week, unfortunately, from June 4th to June 9th. So part of me really wants to get in, and the other part of me really doesn't want to get in because I'm already <laughs> supposed to be in Normandy. Well, I, and so I, I don't want to give that up. Well, but, I have a question. Like, yeah. If your film gets in, do you have to be there? There are some film festivals that require it, the filmmaker to be there or someone else on the, okay. you know, above the lines, the, the, a producer or an editor or a composer. Not and, a podcast host, oh, perhaps? <laughs> you know, maybe we could squeeze you in there. Um, so it's got to, you know. So I don't have to be there, but for like the if if we got into the Sheffield Documentary Film Festival, I'm sorry, Normandy, I got somewhere to be. I'll come for a couple of days, and you know, I mean, I'll be there. And um, sometimes the film festivals, like SCAD Savannah Film Festival, for example, will fly the filmmaker there and put them up. And those, of course, are very attractive film festivals. Most film festivals will not. They require you to be there, but they're not going to right. pay for you to be there. Um, and then some film festivals, you don't have to be there at all. So, um, you know, so it really is just going to depend on what happens. After the Sheffield Documentary Film Festival, the other one we're waiting to hear back is the Maui Film Festival. Would you like to go there? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because it's a film festival underneath the stars. It's apparently a star-studded event, and uh, it looks just amazing and beautiful. Um, so I would love to go there. After that, um, AFI Silver Docks in Washington, D.C. is one we're waiting to hear from. That's a very important one. Uh, also, Academy Award qualifying. When you say waiting to hear from, is because you've already submitted? Yes, we've submitted. Okay. Was the process difficult? So the process is, again, setting up your portal on Film Freeway, and mm -hmm. that includes like filling out your log line and your synopsis and your director page and your photos and, you know, and all of that. Building out your, it's like building out your Facebook page. But so, in other words, you don't have to like, you know, fill out one application and then do all the same work for another one. No, you fill out. It's like a common app. Okay, I was going to bring up the like app. Oh, It's just right. like college. It's just like college. You fill out this whole thing with your project, and then you're kind of all ready to go. So um, you either pick a festival you would like to submit to randomly or they send you an invitation. Um, you click on that. You look at the fees. Sometimes you have to pay them. Sometimes you don't. And you write a cover letter specifically for that film festival okay. and you hit submit and you get a letter back. So not saying, so bad. No, it's, it's really pretty easy after you've done the initial setup work. Um, and what's interesting is every film festival has a notification date um, where we will notify you of X, Y, Z. It's usually only four weeks before the festival, so you don't get a lot of time mm. to figure out which is kind of if you're going to go or not. But um, you, you, I assumed that you would hear nothing until that date. However, we got an invitation for the Beach Cities Inspirational Film Festival in San Clemente, California, and. It, it gave, they gave us a free waiver, and uh, San Clemente is probably one of my most favorite cities in the United States. So I'm like, I'm going to that. <laughs> and I have friends there, and they wanted to see the film. So I submitted, and um, it's not until next April. Oh, Next oh, wow. April uh, 2021, 
and I wasn't supposed to hear till shortly before that. And 10 minutes later, I get a, you're accepted. You're an official selection for 2021. Wow. So you've got some laurels. So, yes, I do. <laughs> but I'm not going to put those out. Right. Because why? Do you know why? Uh, because you want... You don't want to dilute it with a bunch of Correct. selections of like, so oh, it's some, I don't I, know what that is. Right. I still, I'm still waiting for the big dogs. Yeah. You know, the the Chef Doc, the AIF Doc, the um, Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. That's another one. Melbourne, Australia? Yeah, in oh, Australia. That's a huge document. There are some that have reputations in the community as if you're a documentary, screening here is very good for you because mm. all eyes are on that place. That film festival has had a reputation of, you know, doing a certain kind of work and, you know, showcasing, being very selective with the films they take. So if you get in, it's a very big deal. Just like if your kid got into Harvard or Yale, you know, they have a reputation. And so it's very similar. So um, we want to not tell the Melbourne Film Festival or Toronto Film Festival that, yeah, guess what? We got into this little podunk festival over here. (laughs) But they, the thing that's interesting is they are smart because they're a tiny little festival that thought, wow, that project is willing to submit to us. We're taking them, you know, like we want that film. So they kind of lock me in for that date. Oh, I see. You know, early enough. Otherwise, if it got closer and after I'd been in all these other film festivals, mm-hmm. I'd tell them no. It's kind of like how um, big movie studios will be like, hey, we're releasing, you know, Avengers on this day in three years because they know they don't want any competition. Exactly. So they block out that date and say, hey, we're releasing a movie here. Yeah. Even though, you know, pretty much every other movie on their schedule, they can shift around, but they're like, we're claiming that week is ours. Yeah. I thought that was smart on, yeah. on their part for sure. Um, so it, it, there is going to be so much to learn, I'm sure. The one thing that hit me the other day, like – I think we've already submitted to 24 film festivals. We probably have another 20 on our list that we know we're going to submit to that are coming up. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what if we actually happen to get into them? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I hadn't even thought that far because I thought, of course, I'm not going to get into any of these, you know. And I, was, I realized if we get into them, the next step is I have to decide if I'm going to go. But regardless, I still have to make a DCP, a digital cinema package file, Mm. which is a certain type of file that has to go on a certain type of drive for its security and otherwise that's sent to all of these film festivals. And that all costs money and not an insignificant amount of money. So then I realized, oh, man, I got a really big problem on my hands because guess what? I'm out of money. (laughs) <laughs> Time to fundraise. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired of fundraising. <laughs> well, we can talk more about fundraising on the next podcast. Sounds good. That? Okay. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.